Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for being with us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. The Napa Valley is a world-class destination. Sometimes we lose sight of that simple fact amidst all the noise, local politics, and internal hand-wringing. In a nation where migration from rural to urban goes on unabated, when many rural or ag communities with a population of 150,000 are struggling, Napa County is awash in economic success, due in large measure to tourism. Sure, we have all the raw material for that success. The wine industry, hotels, great restaurants, and lots more. But it's equally important that someone keep telling the Napa Valley story as we compete with other great destination communities throughout America. And while we often get a little caught up in our own self-loathing, by and large, we come back to reality in the end. And helping us to stay on that straight and narrow are the folks at Visit Napa Valley. I'm joined today by the new president of Visit Napa Valley, Lindsay Gallagher, and it is my pleasure to welcome Lindsay for the first time to Napa Broadcasting. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about your background, first of all. How did you uh, arrive here on our doorstep? (laughs) Well, I've been living in downtown Napa for about six years, Um, and so it's a pleasure now to be able to walk to my office uh, for the first time. But uh, prior to this, I was working with the California Wine Institute. Uh, It's a trade association of about a 1,000 California wineries, and I was charged with managing the California Wine Export Program, which helps to bring more California wines to markets outside of the United States. So I traveled the globe several times every year in that role and um, was looking to do something a little bit closer to home. I'd also had the opportunity to work with some great associations like Napa Valley Vintners and Visit California in that role. And so this offered me the opportunity to continue those partnerships and to really get involved on a more local level here in Napa as I had been hoping to do. And before you had the Visit Napa Valley hat on, as you traveled the world and and, and sort of learned more about wine destinations and and all the competition for, for wine itself. What was your impression of how Napa Valley was perceived in the rest of the world during that period? Well, I'm, I am so proud to be able to work uh, directly and officially with the Napa Valley in this current role because I, I think it, it enjoys such a, a hard-earned but very, very positive reputation out there on the world stage. No matter where I traveled and got off a plane, if I was in Shanghai or Toronto or Dusseldorf, Germany, um, and I told people I was from California and lived in the Napa Valley, their face would light up and they had a very positive association. So I think we're we are so fortunate to be in such an iconic and aspirational place. And uh, I feel so lucky to get to represent the Napa Valley officially uh, and exclusively in this role. Talk a little bit about the, the cognitive dissonance that comes into play, because people have found exactly what you say, that when you travel the country, you travel the world, you say Napa Valley, it, it brings up these iconic images that people have. The reality here is sometimes very different because sometimes you have to get away from home to appreciate home, and there isn't always that appreciation here. Talk a little bit about how you reconcile that and and really how it'll be part of, of the job that you do. Absolutely. Again, I think, uh, you know, the the Napa Valley has such a wonderful reputation, and in my opinion, we do a better job here than any other 
wine region in the world of with hospitality and being welcoming to tourists and offering really exceeding expectations of a visitor experience. And I think, um, you know, there are many regions here in California that would like to be able to offer the same and, and regions around the world that look to us as the really the best case example of how to combine hospitality and tourism in a very impactful and special way for its visitors. Um, looking at the resident and the community side of things, to be honest with you, I was a bit surprised surprised um, as I dug into this new role um, that the the overall sentiment and feeling in the community is not necessarily always positive. Um, and I think, you know, our job and, and my job with my great team at Visit Napa Valley is to help people understand here what tourism brings to this community in a positive way. Um, we make financial contributions. We um, have amenities and quality of life in a very small agricultural community that we wouldn't otherwise have. We wouldn't have the restaurants that we do. We wouldn't enjoy the shopping opportunities that we have. Um, and many of the uh, um, you know other community benefits like the Vine Trail, for example, that those are amenities that the tourism industry helps to support and fund that are for our residents as well as for our visitors. So, Do you sense that people that have the job you have, that do what you do in other communities, other tourist destinations, other wine regions, have the same problem that they have to be inward facing as much as they are forward facing? I think it's a little bit unique to us as, as far as I understand. I know there are, you know, I, I have, have the privilege now to interact with other um, CEOs of destination organizations, both in California and outside. And pretty much with um, everybody, without a doubt, is so complimentary and quite envious, honestly, of the, of the reputation we have and somewhat surprised to hear of some of the internal challenges that we have. Um, so I'm sure it's not unique to us, but I think, um, you know, we are we are the envy of many destinations around the world and, and many would, would love to be in our shoes. Um, and so I, I guess it's good that our, our challenges might be more on the internal than the external side of things. What, what does your instinct tell you the internal challenges are really about? I, I don't uh, look. I think that um, you know some of the misperceptions out there are that the the tourism um, coming into Napa is causing our traffic problem and causing our high housing cost uh, challenges. And I, I would argue that um, you know we have lots of data and lots of information that shows that um, you know that 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 traffic is not um, exclusively really, um, driven by tourism and that. Look, housing costs are high all over California. I mean, yes, they're high here as well, but I wouldn't say that that tourism um, is the root cause of that either. So I, I'd like to, you know, really turn that conversation around with residents and uh, folks here in the community. Turn that conversation around and talk about all the positive things that tourism brings. Uh, we contribute 85 million dollars to the general funds of um, Napa Valley and its communities. That money is used for infrastructure improvements. That's used for quality of life enhancements. Um, it's used for uh, security and safety and all sorts of um, things that are positive for the community. Um, and at the end of the day, that helps reduce the tax bill of Napa Valley residents to the tune of almost $1,800 per person per year. So uh, that's money that would have to come from somewhere else if we didn't have tourism. Um, and I think that, you know, we're really a, a good partner in our community. Uh, we contribute nearly 16,000 jobs in this valley come from tourism. Um, many employees uh, owe their livelihood to, to working in tourism. So I think there are so many positive messages 
things out there um, that we are, are happy to be able to share this week in National Travel and Tourism Week. Right. Do we have a sense of those 16,000 jobs, how many of them are coming from people that live here in the Napa Valley versus those that are coming in here from somewhere else? The, the majority do live here in the Valley. Well, certainly, so, you know, there, there is a, a percentage that are coming in from outside, um, but really most uh, of those 16,000 jobs, uh, the vast majority are, are living and working here in the Valley. Uh, and the benefits that, that we have because of the tour of industry can be enjoyed by, um, by employees, by residents, and by our visitors. Mm-hmm. How do we get past making people understand that? Because there is this perception that of those 16,000 people, you know, 15,999 <laughs> are on the road in the morning coming from somewhere else. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, we at Visit Napa Valley have tried to be part of the solution to the both the housing and the traffic challenges. And there was a, an initiative on the ballot in November that did go through, and 1% of um, every hotel bill of a tourist that comes and stays here, 1% of that goes um, into a fund that's earmarked for affordable housing um, to help with our workforce to keep them living and working here in the Valley. So we really are are trying to be solutions oriented. And we, you know, growth, I think, is a very good thing. And we want more people from all around the world to come here. But we also want that growth to be sustainable and responsible and measured and appropriate for our community. And I think that we can strike that balance and we... Talk a little bit about that and the kind of tourism that we want here. This has is, is come up here before and really a very focused kind of tourism that, that's best both in terms of the economics of the community and traffic within the community. Absolutely. we our, our Visit Napa Valley team is focused on helping to bring more guests here to the valley during what we call our Cabernet season. And that is essentially from November through March and uh, Sunday through Thursday evening. We're, we're not trying to encourage more people to come here on weekends in September and October during harvest when everyone wants to be here and, and hotels are already full without our assistance. But we are really focused on what we would call the shoulder season or Cabernet season when um, there is capacity and when we do have an opportunity to introduce the benefits of the valley to um, um, tourists from around the world. And so we're focusing on Again, that off-season, not uh, during a busy season. We're trying to bring more meetings and conferences and other types of um, business um, travelers here, and we hope that they then stay for a few days for leisure. Um, And then finally, I think it's important to point out that almost 70% of our visitors um, are, uh, are, um, sorry, uh, 25% of our visitors were um, staying overnight in hotels um, the last time we did this study, and that percentage has increased. So really, we are hoping for people to come here, perhaps uh, initially if they came for a day trip, we want them to stay in a hotel um, and stay longer while they're here and spend more money. We don't necessarily just want more bodies coming in um, to the valley, but we want the people that are coming to have a more meaningful and deeper experience to stay in our hotels, to support the restaurants, to shop, uh, and to spend more time and more money while they're here. Talk a little bit about the pricing that you see here in the valley. And there's often talk about hotels becoming more expensive. Certainly restaurants are expensive, but really hotels, tastings have become Mm -hmm. much more expensive. Is, is there a danger in terms of a certain price point that drives visitors somewhere else? Well, I think, you know, we do 
have some perceptions, uh, challenges out there of being perceived as, um, you know, very exclusive and luxurious, but perhaps unattainable. And I think that um, for, for anybody who, uh, you know, d- does their research before they come uh, or comes here wanting um, a more value-driven experience, we do offer that. Um, we have so many wineries and so many different hotels and so many restaurants. Um, yes, many of them are, are Michelin-starred and very exclusive, but I've lived here for the last six years and I love the dining options that we have throughout the Valley that you don't require, um, you know, that kind of an investment of time or money. So I, I think it's really about getting the message out there from my team and from our hospitality partners that we do have, you know, a very elevated and aspirational experience at all budgets and all price levels. And I think that's what's going to help differentiate us from our neighbors and, and competitive wine regions who are who are perhaps trying to perpetuate that um, perception that that we are unaffordable and unattainable but I think um, you know we, we are able to offer so many great options at so many price points um, you know many of the things you can do here are free you can ride on the vine trail from the from the north to the south of the valley you can wine taste on your bike that you know that piece of the puzzle doesn't doesn't cost anything and other regions don't have that kind of an amenity to offer for an outdoor experience and both a resident and a tourist experience. Talk a little bit about the work that Visit Napa Valley does, particularly in the rest of the country and outside the country in terms of of telling the Napa Valley story. About 20% of our visitors are coming uh, from international markets. So 80% are coming from here in the United States and and 20% are coming uh, here internationally. The the top international market right now is um, our Canada, the UK, and China, essentially. And uh, we've seen a lot of growth in China. Um, It's almost uh, coming into the number one slot, um, but also a lot of friends coming here from Canada and the UK as well. So um, they they find the Napa Valley to be very aspirational and um, a, a great place to visit uh, and they tend to be repeat visitors as well and come back. Um, in terms of domestic markets, the the top markets, of, of course, are here in California, but also New York and Chicago, Texas, and Florida uh, comes as no surprise. So we're welcoming folks from all over the U.S. and, and all over the world here to the Napa Valley. And, uh, you know, the, the job of my team is to make sure that Napa Valley sits at the point of inspiration so that if somebody's going to be making a trip somewhere, we want the Napa Valley to be in, in the top of the list for their consideration. Um, and then once they get here, we have to deliver a very positive experience that exceeds their expectations. And so, um, you know, on, on our team, we are trying to get the message out um, both throughout the United States and, and around the world um, that, that Napa Valley is an ideal place to to visit, uh, to enjoy wine tasting and other things. Um, we have so many uh, outdoor activities and uh, other attractions that don't necessarily revolve uh, only around wine tasting. So uh, we really want to to get the message out of the diversity of things that you can do when you're here and hopefully um, incite repeat visitation as well. Talk a little bit about the nexus between the work that you do and the reality of the wine business today that so much of it is direct to consumer. That's something that really has changed dramatically even during the life of a visit Napa Valley. 
Yeah, I spent obviously the last 10 years, uh, in, well, even more than that, the uh, last 15 years in the wine business. And that three-tier distribution system here in the United States, uh, it, it's complicated and, and it's complex. And, and more and more wineries uh, are able to connect directly with consumers on site uh, when they come visit a destination. And then hopefully that drives purchase um, you know, of those wines back in the home markets, either by joining a wine club or ordering directly from the wine, as well as from restaurants and retail outlets. Um, One of the pieces of our study that um, our new economic impact study that we released this week that I think is great to point out is that the the number of wineries that um, visitors are uh, going to see while they're here has increased. So it's up to 3.7 wineries per visit from I think 3.2 last time around. So, you know, there, there was I guess, concern expressed by some of our winery partners that they were seeing fewer people in their cellar doors, in their tasting rooms. Um, and, and I think what we've learned from that study, and what I'm proud that we've um, increased that visitation number since the last study, is that um, consumers are really wanting an experience. They aren't necessarily coming here just to, to stop by the tasting room at the bar and taste through four wines and, and leave and head on to the next one and, and hit five wineries, six wineries a day. They're wanting something interesting, something unique from an experience standpoint when they visit those wineries. And I think that our wineries have really done a great job of um, both meeting and exceeding those expectations. And, um, you know, I was at a at Round Pond Winery the um, earlier this week with a, a fun olive oil um, and, and food pairing tasting. So there was wine, there was olive oil, there was, you know, something unique to add. Um, so I, I know that the wineries that are embracing the millennial um, visitors who want a deeper experience and a unique experience, of course, that's always social media friendly. Um, the, the wineries that are doing that are seeing success and really um, capturing that piece of the audience that's coming here to visit us. And To what extent are you concerned that county rules and regulations are counterproductive with respect to creating a greater experience at some of these wineries, as we've seen in, in the past few months. Yeah, no, I think we're uh, we're facing some challenges on that front. But I think that you know, for for years and years and years, we have delivered a, a wonderful hospitality experience here in the Napa Valley, and we will continue to do that um, within the the boundaries of what is allowable, certainly. But um, you know, I, I think we're so lucky to to have the Ag Preserve um, ha- have kept this um, wine region largely intact over the last, you know, more than 50 years and and other regions have not been so fortunate. So look, I I think some of the the pieces of that puzzle can feel restrictive at times. Um, but at the same time, I think that, uh, you know, our wineries and our attractions have done a really good job of um, offering a unique experience in spite of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we've maintained our integrity and the look and feel of this valley for the most part. Um, Are you concerned that the higher end visitor and those looking for more of an experience puts the smaller wineries at a disadvantage? Well, look, I, I, one of the things that we try to help with at Visit Napa Valley is using some of our owned media channels like our website and social media to help get the word out about all of our partners, um, you know, large or small, known or still undiscovered. And so we, we really are, are trying to diversify that experience and encourage 
visitors to come back more than once and to if you know maybe if this time they they stayed one night maybe next time they'll stay two nights in a hotel and and really encouraging them to go deeper and exploring the valley and so helping to get the word out about those maybe less known boutique hotels and wineries, I think, gives them a little bit of a carrot to, to come back again and uh, and try some more new places and spaces on their next visit. So, you know, we it can be a challenge, I'm sure, but we're hoping to be part of that solution. Talk a little bit about how you work with the other wine organizations here in the community. Well, absolutely. I uh, was fortunate to have collaborated very closely with the Napa Valley Vintners team in my prior role. Um, and it's, you know, we we have a great relationship, as does my team here at Visit Napa Valley. And so it, it's a, a pleasure to get to continue to work with uh, folks like that, as well as the Wine Grape Grower Associations to, to really make sure that this valley remains the, the most iconic and premium wine growing region in the world from a, a wine quality standpoint, but also from a tourism and a hospitality standpoint. And it's, you know, we, we can't exist without each other. Wine is the number one employer uh, in this region and um, tourism is the number two employer. So, you know, wine and tourism are the, the really the, the backbone of this economy. And it's a, a pleasure to get to collaborate with those organizations uh, with a similar mission and message. And finally, what's the biggest challenge you think you face as an organization? I think finding that balance between our community and our visitors, and I'm I'm quite confident after um, about somewhere between two and three months in my new role um, that that we um, we will find common ground there. And I think that we have so much to be proud of and, and so much to celebrate. Um, we've we've grown in terms of the number of tourists visiting here, but we also have grown the amount of money that they are spending. So the, the growth in spending is just is basically twice the growth in number. Of visitors. So I feel like we are growing in a responsible and a sustainable way. Um, we're continuing to, to, to fight for this destination and to stay at the top of the hill or top of the heap, if you will. It's a can be lonely at the top, and we have a lot of people that is are. Is there really, more competition <laughs> now? I think there is. I, even within California, I think, you know, some regions that, um, you know, are, are, um, are, are neighbors of ours and those that are farther away are really looking to us to emulate what. Um, what this positive tourism economy can do for the community and what it can do for a wine region's reputation on the world stage. So I think now more than ever, um, you know, the competition is getting its act together and it just forces us to be on our toes and really be proud of what we've done here over the last several decades, but also realize that we're going to have to work to to stay there. And um, I'm very confident that my, my team at Visit Napa Valley and our partners here in the Valley in the hotels and restaurants and attractions, uh, we're, we will continue to over-deliver on economy expectations and to win share of mind of those visitors and get them coming back. Lindsay Gallagher, the new president to Visit Napa Valley, I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.